0: Well, welcome, Nexus Church family. We're not only joined online today in real life, but we're joined here in person as well. And uh, kids, if you want to head on down to Extreme Kids, um, we're going to keep it quick up here today. So hopefully uh, it won't take too long for us to get through everything. So about an hour and they'll be back up here again today to celebrate our Swiss Army knife at the end of service. Uh, today is a special day, hence why we have our online uh, joining us live. Usually we pre-record these and cut things down and make it a little more succinct so that somebody who's watching online uh, won't have quite as long of a session as what we have. Uh, you'll notice today that there's there's papers on the tables. If you need more, uh, there's specifically a couple up on the front table. Uh, Mr. Drews has one extra one here, so if you're looking for another one, uh, we have plenty spread out. I just put two on every table just assuming that that would be probably approximately enough. But if you want to have your own and you have more than two people at your table... Um, have one and we'll be going over it. If you're joining us online and obviously you don't have the papers that are in front of people, if you want some, uh, just put in the comments below or message the church, text me, call me, whatever later and uh, we can email these to you. Um, pretty much everything on there is just financials and some of the goals that we've had for this upcoming year, some of the things we plan on doing and just a few highlights from this last year. So I'll just let everybody uh, get those out and get adjusted with them. The very front paper is just kind of a uh, uh, agenda, if you will, for today. Uh, this is in place of our business meeting. We don't really need a business meeting this year because we're not voting on anything, and so uh, we just thought we'd have it in person. We usually like to do it after church and have food and all that stuff, but obviously with the, where COVID is at right now in our community, if you're not joining or if you're joining us online, uh, COVID has hit our community fairly big right now, and so we're trying to play every precaution we can to keep people safe, and obviously eating together probably isn't the safest thing. And so we're just looking all that stuff over, and uh, we'll get right to it in a second here. I do thank everybody who was praying for my family and I. My family's still at home. Um, they have a few more days left on uh, their uh, quarantine because of me. I probably got it at the school, and so a week later, um, I kind of came down with a cold, and I just had a light Fever, nothing that I haven't had every winter, and uh, it turned out that uh, because I was subbing the next day, I contacted the school, and they said, yeah, you better get tested, and lo and behold, I had COVID, so um, that was a wonderful 10 days in isolation, having wonderful times, going crazy, because it was super cold out, and about all I could handle was 30 minutes outside before I started to freeze up, So uh, so yeah, it was a great time. Perfect, we have everything up on the screen that we need for right now. Okay, so number one, actually I'm going to open up in prayer because it's not on there, but I will do it anyhow. Uh, Father, I pray for... As we look over this year and as we look forward to uh, 2021, Father, and the, and the vision that you've given uh, to this church, this community, and beyond, uh, Father, I pray that I, I, I honestly, I realize that people are coming in here today and uh, this might not be something that they're really interested in. They have a boatload of pains and sorrows, maybe even sickness in their own family that they're dealing with right now. And, um, and their heart's heavy, and so I just pray that you will touch them right now, uh, whatever they're dealing with, and uh, that you care, Father. You see the biggest needs, you see the littlest needs. And Father, even in the pain and the sorrow, Father, uh, we want to take this moment to, to celebrate what you're doing and what you will do in the lives of people here in Thief River Falls and around the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so number one right up on our agenda is finances and attendance. Um, I'm going to go through most of this stuff really quick. So if you have questions, um, I want to keep this service to an hour. So if you have any questions or concerns, um, if it's not super glaring and something that you feel everybody should should be clarified on, um, if you could just talk to me later, that would be super awesome. I just want to really try to keep this thing going because... I know what it's like. I've been in a lot of board meetings over my life. I've been in a lot of business meetings, and every single one of them goes way too long, and I'm bored out of my mind. My butt can only handle so much sitting, and I'm sure you all will appreciate that. So um, we'll try to keep this quick. So anyhow, I wanted to put that out there. If you have any questions, if, if it's possible, to leave it to after. I will go over anything. I have more details on what you could probably even ask. Um, I'm kind of anal you know, like that. And so the very first thing um, we have up there is, um, I just want to make sure that everybody is aware of just if you're a member <laughs> or if you are a partner, that um, if you're not sure about that, if you went through some class and you don't remember what you are or who you are, I do have on the back a little roster. You can figure out what you are. Um, there's partners, there's connected partners, and so it, it might be that you haven't looked at that for a while, and it's important to understand what that is, and then on the very top, I do have just a brief explanation of what it means to be a connected member and what a partner member is. So the connected member is kind of our baseline of, I call this my church home, so there's what we view as a connected member. You're a part of the church community, you're actively involved, and you also support us financially, however that looks like for you. Uh, A partner member is one who is more involved, is probably Potentially a leader of some kind in the church. Um, and so that's a little bit higher level. Uh, you get to vote on anything that ever comes up. Uh, you have a part in what's going on here. And so then that we just ask that somebody gives uh, a tithe. And so whatever that is for you, we don't know what you make. We don't exactly know what that means to your giving. But if you have any questions about that and you're concerned, I uh, just talk to me or one of the leadership team members and we'll clear that up for you. But our budget, is on the next page, and so we're going to start going into some of those uh, pages. There's a lot there, I understand. So at the very top, it's the actual that we spent on the far left. You'll go right down, and that's everything we spent in 2019, all the way down to everything. Um, you'll notice about halfway down on 2019 actual, we had a big number on the grounds. Um, there was 23,000 that we spent on all of our upkeep, including the big project we had and, and totally changing up our parking lot, which was super awesome, so needed. So we spent a lot that year on a lot of upkeep around the church on the grounds to make it look good. Then we had the budget for last year and then the actual for last year. Um, all the numbers came out. You'll see a, a grand total of expenditures. That's what at the very bottom. Uh, you'll see an EXP dot and then the total. It's a bolded one and we spent 79,000 last year on being a church, doing ministry, keeping the lights on, paying salaries, all that good stuff, giving to missions and so we have everything broken down in there. And then we brought in 84,671. Um so we spent less than what we made and that was very much on purpose. <laughs> we didn't know exactly how finances were going to end up at the end of the year. We didn't know. I mean, when the pandemic hit in March, I pretty much cut any kind of spending that we needed to. Uh, so a lot of our outreaches were cut. Of course, we couldn't do outreach, last year because of covid and so a lot of our expenditures got cut we didn't really do too much around the church as far as upkeep and projects those kinds of things and so we saved five thousand dollars because i played it really conservative um, but this year we hope to spend some of that money that we saved last year and, and get some improvements going on because we've had now a wonderful I don't know if you really want to call it wonderful, but nine months and change. Uh, Ten months now of, of the pandemic, and it seems like our finances have remained strong throughout that. So we can go back to kind of spending what we would normally in a normal year, whatever that means. And so on the very far right is our budget for the year. Everything is pretty close to in line with what we've done in the past. Um, for all of our ministry, we're going to be at about $10,000 um just for operations keeping the lights on paying our mortgage all that good stuff um grounds all that is about 25,000 and then salaries is about 42,000 and admissions is roughly 8800. So we're going to project to spend a little bit more than what we actually make, but that's kind of balancing out what we saved last year. And of course, I'm hoping that we bring in more than what I project. I always project on the safe side. So those are the numbers. Um, Again, thank you to all you who remained faithfully giving. Our giving went up when the pandemic hit, which was super crazy because we didn't have anybody here. If you remember when the pandemic hit in March, we shut down all the way through till June it was, I believe, middle of June. And so we still have people faithfully giving. Our online giving went up pretty good. And uh, so people found different ways to give and it it made a huge difference. We were able to keep everything going Um, that needed to go for last year so now this year we want to get back to of course doing outreaches we believe that um, once summer hits and this vaccine gets back into um, probably being distributed again kind of went on a little pause here a little bit because of lack of vaccines but um, we should be able to get back into being safe again where we can get out in the community so that is our finances i like to keep it quick but there's a lot there. Totally understand if you need somebody to go over it with you. If you really want the detailed one, that one is like super long and really fun. I do like finances and looking at those numbers, so I'm weird. Okay, so the very next page then is um, our goals. Um, Just one quick note on attendance on number one before we go into the goals. You will see that when my wife and I, our family came in 2014. Our average service was about 23. Um, over the course of three, four years, uh, we got it up to, you don't see it in the 2017 numbers, but in the spring of 2017, uh, we were running about 80, 90 people. Um, our average was about 84 in that springtime, and now it's gone back down again from just a variety of things. We've had a lot of things come up. A lot of people have left that made this their church home. And we had a lot of different things that came up over course this last year that taken some people away. So the number is back down to roughly about thirty five that we're running right now currently. And so the pandemic definitely hit us as it hit every organization, um, church, or like anything that's nonprofit. So, so then what what do we do for goals? And uh, the reason why I want to share these goals, maybe this is something that's important to you, maybe it's not. Um, I do share this with a leadership team, and we like to keep track of it. And so this year I decided that I would share some of these goals with you. Um, a lot of these are tied to what we'll talk about in just a little bit, kind of our ministry flow, what we value, what, what's important to um, keeping track of. And so some of these are, are just little ways that we can track if we're healthy, if we're going the right direction, if we're not, um, all those good things. So you'll see that first-time guests. That might not be something that you think a church would track, like, is that really important? But they say that if we can get about 50 people through the doors, you'll keep about five of them over the course of their coming. So that's that's the importance of why we need to monitor how many first-time guests are we having coming through the door. So last year we had 40, which is pretty stinking awesome considering we had about three months of nobody going anywhere. And so it's still to have 40 people come through the doors. Uh, as first-time guests, never been here before. Of course, sometimes that would be family. Sometimes that could be um, people just visiting, people working in the community for a short period of time. All those things make a big difference on that number and why some people don't stay. So uh, this year we want to have a goal of 45, pretty close to what we had last year. Uh, community events or partnerships. So this is either something that we put on, that we go out to the community. We don't have the community come to us. We go out to the community. And then partnerships is something that maybe we would partner with. Uh, little brothers, little sisters, we partnered with them in the past. Or a business we partnered with in the past. Or another church. Um, we've partnered with last year we did six um, this year I, I believe we'll get to six again but we wanted to make a goal that we knew that we would reach and uh, so we have four listed for this year salvations we had six last year again in the pandemic when we didn't have a lot of people coming through the doors and so we believe that we can get up to 10 this year uh, baptisms another one that um, that we uh, like to track we like to see go up we didn't have any last year And um, as you can tell, we still have the baptismal back there, even though it's covered up. Um, I'm keeping it up there until I feel like everybody who hasn't had one has that opportunity. And there's a few people who are still processing that, so it's not taking up too much space. So we're going to leave it up for a little bit while, a little bit longer anyway. But um, so baptism is something that we really want. Of course, if we have ten salvations, ten people give their life to Jesus. We would hope to have 10 of them, but we realize that sometimes people take some time to process if they're ready for that public proclamation of their faith. And so uh, we give that number a little bit less. Um, our income, of course, I projected it at, as 83000 on the budget, but I believe we'll get a little bit more than that. Uh, I was playing it safe last year. We got 86000 And then we always are looking for filling in for some ministry leaders. And so we don't have a youth leader at this point that we're really praying about. We've been praying about that one for quite a while. A volunteer coordinator, somebody to kind of be that person that finds people who are looking for things to do, Um, that go-to person. Uh, Of course, we want connect groups, and we need a leader for that. And then, of course, a discipleship care pastor would be a great partner with me. So those are just some of the things. Of course, Sunday attendance, we track that. And connect group attendance are things we track. So those are some of the things. I'm going to see if I can't figure out a way to get that in our Nexus News back on our monthly calendar, uh, maybe on a quarterly basis so that you guys can kind of see where we're at because I'm sure some people actually appreciate knowing those things to see how we're doing and to encourage us when we're succeeding and maybe challenge us when we need a little kick in the butt saying, yes, salvations are important. We need to get there. Let's figure out ways to get people through the doors who need to hear about Jesus. So that is that. Again, I'm going through these fast. If you need, um, if you need a little more information, please talk to me later. So the next page is just some a breakdown of every month this year. The very top um, in quotes, if you want to look at that. Those are our right next to each month. That is our um, our series that we'll be going through at that time. Now, for the most part this whole year, we're going to be going through the Book of Mark, but we have series within the Book of Mark. As you could tell, Follow Me is the first one on there, and that is one we're currently in, just kind of looking at the beginning of Jesus' ministry in the Book of Mark. Um, and then underneath all of those is a um, some of the events that we have going on. Of course, we had the Super Bowl already, Stay the Church we're having right now. You'll see some of the missionaries that we have scheduled to come in, um, some of the events are district events, such as Men's Advance, uh, all those good things. And of course, the IF Gathering is coming up, and that was um, one that we highlight in our year in review. But I want to put a little plug in, because tomorrow is the closing day for registering for IF Gathering. It doesn't mean that you have to pay for anything at this point, but if you have any questions about it, uh, I know that my wife has more information, and I could pass that on to you, but every year... Um, there's a women's gathering, and this year it's going to be meeting at the E-Free Church. It did again last year, and so um, if you want more information on that, I thought I better remind you of that because I'll forget if I don't now. <laughs> so those are some of the big things. Our big community events that we focus on every year is the home show. Uh, we've done Single Moms Car Care Day, which I hope that we can do again this year. Last year we couldn't because of COVID. Um, we have the county fair. Some of these are bold in your uh, agenda there. And then Back to School Family Night, Clothes Swap, that's our really big community event that we started partnering with um, the Evangelical Free Church a few years ago because it became too big for us to be able to do ourselves because we brought it to the school and there was a lot of people who started showing up. So those are just some of the things that we have scheduled for this year. Uh, You'll notice all the series that we have highlighted there. Uh, Some of them I don't have actual titles to yet, like in June and July and August. because I haven't quite got that far yet. So, those are some of the things that we have coming up i 'm um, just going to highlight a couple of things from last year that um, we want to uh, make mention of and celebrate because they were pretty cool because guys, last year sucked <laughs> like i 'm just i 'm just stating the obvious if you were doing ministry last year, it really stinks when you can 't reach out to the community and tell them about Jesus and tell them what they What they need to hear, right? We want to offer them all the good things that a church is. And we are community. We are all about sharing the love of Jesus. And when we can't do that, it was really, really hard. And so we did persevere through it, and we still did ministry, but it was still hard. And probably the biggest thing was not being able to be together in person, in that whole long summer, where even though we were back in person, a lot of people were hesitant, and, and we weren't really sure how can we how can we do church even if we're in person? Like, how do we do this? And so, we um, we got online community going, and you know, sometimes God uses really bad things to do really good things, and He used the bad of this pandemic to help us get our online shored up, and now. We have people from all across the world following us online at different times. And you know, they might not be able to be a part of the community like what we can be here, but they still can be a part long distance. And what I'm really excited about is how can we utilize online to get to those people who might not walk through the doors of a church, but they will put it on their computer. How can we engage them? And eventually we'll get them through the doors. After they get comfortable and they know that we're here for them, not against them. So online was something that we really did put most of our, our expenditures in. We've had lights put up. Bob did an awesome job getting the lights hung up. And man, that really made a big difference. Without those lights, it was grainy. It didn't have a good picture. But now having the lights, even though I don't like being under the lights, <laughs> it's not my big thing that I enjoy doing. As I like seeing people and it kind of blinds me. I don't really see you guys as well. But it's been important for people to be able to see us. Again, Garden Valley just got in here a month ago. And so now we have decent internet where I don't have to use my phone for a hotspot to be able to to get the online services up and so all those things have been things that we put a a good chunk of money into but it was worth it we put in a better pro presenter so that we could get the lyrics that are up on our screen up onto online so that they could have that as well or scripture verses that we're using and so we've been able to do a lot of improvements Um, another thing that we did over the summer is we had a group of us from extreme kids go and partner with epiphany station And when we couldn't really do kids ministry in person, we could offer it online. And so we had a lot of fun, uh, videoing with them and creating these characters and having a blast. And it was a lot of work to get it all done. It took a lot of us to do it, but it was a lot of fun. And it was just another creative way that we as a community beyond our church can reach out to the big world beyond even here at Thief River. So that was really cool, uh, being able to partner with them. And then of course, uh, we didn't have the county fair for the first time ever and we were still able to reach our community with a different kind of prayer events. Now we've had I think it was just a couple of years where we had prayer at the fair but well, we took the prayer at the fair to the streets. And some of you were able to join us as we prayed over our community and walked the streets that we live on. And so all of the churches, I uh, don't even remember how many of us were there, but we had a lot of different churches uh, join up together at the gazebo, Floyd B. Olson Park, and we met there, worshiped there, and then we all went to our streets and prayed and handed out little cool little door hangers. And a lot of people had great conversations with their neighbors. What are you doing? And. And we had a lot of good conversations. It was really cool. So so the prayer walk on August 1st was a huge highlight. And I'm sure it's one that the ministerial will definitely be doing again. And depending on how the county fair goes and when we do it, we'll see. But I know they were really excited for the turnout for that. Um, And then I just wanted to highlight one more thing. Crookston, of course, is still a part of our church. (laughs) They are still going. Um, Of course, when you do a church plant and um, you get to... Your one-year anniversary over Easter, and you can't be together, that was a big bummer for them. But Danny is just the ever-optimist, and he continues to fight for that community and continues to show up every Sunday. Um, like us, he changed a lot of things up. They, in fact, now meet around tables, and they have this one big, large table that they just all sit around, and they have kind of like a, a Sunday school atmosphere a small group where they just sit around and they talk and they pray and and have worship like what we do but it's just a little different but when you're a small group of 15 people it changes the dynamics and so they've went with it and i'm so proud of danny and heather and they're continued just optimism and not giving up and so um, if you guys know Danny and you have contact with him uh, just shoot him a a text or a message or whatever you have and let him know that you're proud of him and that he could just use that encouragement to keep it up Um, Crookston is is definitely a community ripe and ready for the gospel to to do a great work in and so we're just really excited for for what God is going to do out of this Um, he's created a lot so it's been good Awesome. I think um, there's a bunch of other things in there that you guys can take a look at. Um, I only highlighted a few of the big things. Um, of course, at the very bottom, we have the building updates. Um, a lot of the things I already covered. Um, but we did do a few other things. Of course, we got our coffee up and running finally. I'd take Taken a little bit, but um, got the plumbing in for that. It's, it's hardwired right into our plumbing, and so um, that way there we can have tea, hot chocolate, apple cider, all that good stuff. And so we did that. We fixed a few other plumbing things that we had since we had a plumber here, and um, then we treated the lawn. I've been doing the lawn for six-plus years and hadn't done much more than just cutting it trimming it. And so we had a lot of weeds, and I'm sure our neighbors really appreciated when we had that treated, and um, we're not infecting their lawns with dandelions. So uh, so those are some of the things that we've done. This year we want to fix that front ramp. Um, some of the boards are getting bad on it, so that's something that we're going to be focusing on. Um, that might cost a little bit of money. And then we also are looking to improve the sound a little bit more, as you can tell. Poor Jody and and Paul, our kind of musical microphones, whenever we have somebody else playing, they have to go somewhere else. But if we uh, do some improvements, we'll be able to get everybody their own channel and, and get that fixed up and get some clarity and uh, improve those things. And then a couple other things, we're still looking at getting that AC replaced. So we're still building up our, our building funds so that we can pay for that mostly up front. Um, those things actually run a lot more money than what you think. Um, maybe you do know. And then we also have to clean up that shed. You guys probably have no clue, but we have a shed over there, and it's in lovely shape, not really. But those are some of the things that we're going to be doing, and it takes all of us, and so I'm so thankful for those of you who stepped up over the years and helped us to keep this church looking good because it is in really good shape for a church that's, gosh, over 60, 70 years old now, so it's uh, it's been around for a while. It's pretty good stuff. So those are some of this, the, the highlights, some of the things that we uh, are looking forward to this year. And then I just want to share with you some of the things. And Corey, if you could uh, hit the next slide and we'll be ready to go with our, our final thoughts for today. Okay, I realize that's not probably the easiest to see. It's not a big deal. I'll go over it all. You don't necessarily need it. If you want a copy of it, I have copies I can print off and share with you. But this year, I always have a, a scripture verse and a word for the year, and I like to share it with everybody uh, because it keeps me accountable as well as it helps us to uh, have a direction for where maybe God is taking us this year. And so my my word is love for the year for a multiple reasons. I think the church needs it as well. Um, I think our society as a whole needs this word and understand what it means. And my personal verse for the year, and we'll come back to it at the end, is Acts 20, verse 28, where we read, Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. Again, we'll come back to that later. Up on the screen, we have what I call a ministry flow chart. And really all it is is a kind of a a flow of... A person who comes into our church at the very top and funnels down to where we would hope to bring them to as a church body. If they were to be here for over a year, this isn't something that you just (laughs) flick your switch and then they're all the way down at the bottom. Uh, But if they're here for two, three years, this is in a broad sense what we would like to see a person go through. Now at the very top is the word engagement. And this... It's just a simple question of, are we connecting to people in our community? If we can answer, this is how we're doing, connecting in our community, we have properly engaged. Now, over the years, we've done this through events like our home show, our car care day, our gas buy-down, our when we do our back-to-school celebration. Um, those are all things that we engage our community. We do not expect them to come here because if you know anything about our society today if you if you deal with people who are 25 years of age or younger you know that there's no concept of church there is there is no there's just it's just not on their radar they don't even know what church is most of our society that is coming out of high school and in college and about to graduate college they have never stepped foot in a church they have no clue what we're doing in here now there's many of them every sunday drive by our church and they don't even recognize what this is it's irrelevant to them and so we as a church have we've got to do a really good job of figuring out how do we go to them how do we properly without being Unaware, how do we reach them and tell them about Jesus? Now, of course, we don't just do that in events. We do that every day at work, right? In your neighborhoods, uh, at school. We, We are examples of Jesus and his body, which is the church, to the world every day. And so how we engage our culture, our community, our world will look different for all of us. But we as a church do believe that we have to go also together and reach our community and offer um, ways for them to see that we do love them as an organization as well. And so that's what that is. I believe our church has done that very well over the years, of course. Uh, just because we've done it really, really well, and we've done a lot of things in our community to share the love of Jesus, to show them that we care about them, uh, there's always people who don't know. When you have a community of 10,000 people in this area, uh, there's never an end to those who haven't heard about good news of Jesus and that he has a church that loves him. And so we need to constantly put our foot down, find new ways, find new people that don't know. So the second step. Okay, so we got, we got to the people. They know we're here. The next question is, how do we connect them? How do we get them to connect to Nexus Church? Okay, we've gotten to them, but how do we get them in here? What do we offer them? Of course, for all of the existence of the church, they come to a service of some kind. Now, we've made a big deal of Sunday service. In fact, uh, when I got here, I, I did something that was not very popular. I killed a lot of things that we did as a church. I didn't like it. The people who, if you were here at that time, you did not like it. We canned a lot of things. Because I really believed that we needed to focus on Sunday mornings as our priority. Because we know that the number one way you or this community is ever going to step foot in this church is probably on a Sunday morning. And it's probably because you invited them. And so we need to do the best job possible to show excellence in our Sunday mornings. And so we did the best we could with the people we had and the time we had to make Sunday mornings the best. We we offered nursery, we offered preschool, we offered kids ministry. We really focused on getting our worship the best we could with what we had at the time and people started sticking. That's what connection is. Our people actually connecting to what we're offering. Because we can go out there and they can come, but are they going to stay? Is what we're offering worth them sitting down and listening for an hour or more of their time? And so that's what connection is all about, offering good Sunday services. Now, obviously, we believe that we can offer more than just a good Sunday morning service. We can offer a good uh, small group where we just come together and connect. We believe that we can offer also a prayer night where we can connect and we can go, of course, to the hop every week or every month and we can connect there as well as offering our service to the community of believers as a whole. And so then the third one, and we'll come back to this one in a little bit in, in the short message I have. And we'll be going to John 17 at that time. So if you are interested to get into the Bibles, it's on page nine sixty nine six zero, And we'll get to that in just a second. But community is just as simple as our culture one people want to enjoy. So if they come here, they connect, they like our service, they think it's pretty good, I I, I like that, I want to check it out some more, and they're here for a month, then we start turning that corner. They're not here necessarily anymore just because we offer a good service, but they like the community. They like the people here. They're connecting to us as a family. That's why I keep saying Nexus Church family, because I believe we don't come to an organization, right? You guys don't come here because... You like the organization, I hope. You you like it, but that's probably not why you keep coming. You keep coming because you like the people. We're a people that you want to be family with. And this is your church family. We love each other here. We care for each other. So we'll, again, we'll come back to that one because that's where I believe in 2021 we really need to focus on. That's where our attention is going to go. But the last one, and of course, if we don't have good community... Probably not going to do a very good job of equipping, right? But equipping is our final step. And in this, we answer the question, are we developing and sending people out to build God's kingdom? And we know that this is fulfilled when people start going out doing the work of Christ, whether it's through missions, whether it's through maybe they start a church, or maybe they just start reaching their work, their school. That's equipping people. And so again, I want to come back to this community thought because I really feel like our church has done really good at the first two. I really feel like we've nailed that over the years. We've done a great job of getting to our community. I believe that we have done the best job we possibly can to create the best environment for people to come and worship in. But are we creating a community where people want to be? Is this a good family? We've all agreed it is. But when people that you invite come through the doors, are they staying? And if not, what do we do? So I want to read with you in John chapter 17, verses 20 through 26. And we're getting close to an end, so don't worry, I'm not going to belabor this long today. So Jesus says, I pray not only for these Of course, he's praying to the father, but also for those who believe in me through their word. May they all be one as you, father, are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe you sent me. I've given them the glory you have given me so that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you are in me so that they may be made completely one that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me i just want to stop there today and it goes on and he says pretty much the same thing again so that the world may know the world may know that you sent me jesus makes a very very powerful statement and he repeats it over and over. And he does this in pretty much all of chapter 17. He is making this one statement. When we love one another, the world will know. We can go out and tell everybody how awesome Jesus is, how you need to Check out this great church that has great worship, uh, has great kids ministry, great youth ministry. We're partnering with Elevate, and it's doing a great job, great work in our community. We're doing all these great things, but if they walk in and they feel cold, they feel a, a people that are disconnected and, and not caring for one another, they won't stay. And I feel like that is something that we have seen come up in 2020. And I'm not going to go into this long, and I realize that this is a a very quick overview, and probably a sermon in itself that we need to talk about. But how does this verse look practically in our current situation? And I tried to figure out ways to um, to highlight this that wasn't going to get political. <laughs> Because every time I come up with something, it's like, it all comes back to politics. This year has been, yes, it has been about COVID, but it's not so much that COVID was an issue. It got politicized. Well, the liberals do this and the conservatives do this. And so we have this beating against each other. And then I thought of well, the race thing that came up with George Floyd. And that became political. And then, of course, we had the the politics and, and, of course, the government and all that happened this year. And then the ransacking of the Capitol. And then that got political. And we see this even in the church where everything has become political. And we... We say things against people that we don't even know. That's harsh. And the amount of things I've heard against Joe Biden and and Governor Walls has made me sad that we would speak this way about people that we don't know. Because I have never met him and I'm pretty sure nobody in here has ever met them. But the reason that I'm concerned about this is that that's what the world sees is how we talk about other people. Now, whether you agree with them or not, I I am not here to say you have to agree with any political party or not. But it's when we use harsh words about somebody else, the lost world says, I want nothing to do with that. And that's what the world thinks of the church right now. If you talk to anybody who is in college or younger, who has no association with the church, I can almost guarantee you it's because they say this. They're a bunch of jerks. There's no love there. And if that is what people have thought of as the church, we have a lot of work to do. And we can't be speaking ill of people we don't have a clue about. Now, whether there are true statements about Joe Biden or whoever you want to talk about, we don't really know because until we're sitting in that office with that man, we'll never really know his intentions. We'll never know if that's truly the case, that whatever report you want to hear, whether it's Fox or CNN or whoever, we never really know if they're really sitting in that office with him, listening to the reasons why he's doing what he's doing. And so I just challenge you today, first of all, how do you speak about others? How do you speak about others? Because we don't have to necessarily agree with them, but how we speak of them says a lot. How we speak of somebody is a lot. Now, in a church, doesn't mean that we preach untruth, right? Truth is still truth. We must speak what the Bible says. But how we speak of others matters. Unity and uniformity are two different things. We don't have to necessarily agree on everything. And so if a a person comes in here and they want to, again, I hate using politics because I just, but this is the thing that we've dealt with this year and I believe we need to speak about it. But if somebody comes in here and is a Democrat, Are they going to feel loved by your speech about them? About their elected official? Are they going to feel welcome? Because I can guarantee you, most conservatives in this town probably will view things the same way we do in the church. But most Democrats probably don't. And if we want to get to lost people, if that's really the heart of our church is to get to lost people, then we need to think, what do those people hear when they walk in our doors? We don't have to have uniformity. What's the difference between uniformity and unity? Unity is we're together and we're going for one purpose. We're going for Jesus. We're going to tell people about Jesus, the love Jesus has for them. Uniformity is we have to think all alike we have to vote all alike. We have to behave all alike. And everything we do has to be the same. That's uniformity. And a lot of people, they get, they get uncomfortable when somebody doesn't believe like them or think like them. But we have to put those things aside and try to fight for unity, even if we don't believe the same. Because they matter. Those people who are lost and going to hell, they matter. Your loved ones, your neighbor, your coworker who thinks and acts and, and does some ridiculous things, they matter. They matter to Jesus. and we want them to get to walk through that door. And when we go out and we do these events and we invite them to hear, I don't want them to walk through the doors and say, "Whoa, these people are exactly what I thought they were. They're talking bad about things I believe in. and they automatically shut down and never come back again. So unity must not, be conform, must not be confused with uniformity. So listen to Paul's words. He dealt with this, albeit differently, in Romans. This is in Romans 14, verses 1 through 6. Is on page 1007. But he dealt with this. Now, this is, again, early church. Early church was different than today, big time. But they were still dealing with people in the church that still followed the law, right? These were Christians that were believing that Jesus is the only way to salvation, but they were still following the rituals that were supposedly fulfilled with Jesus, And so Paul is like, you know, guys, let's stop arguing about this. Let's stop demeaning these people, making them feel like they don't belong here. They can be one of us. And so he addressed a very specific issue that I believe we can take the principles and apply them to today. In verse 1 of chapter 14, he says, and this gets a little wordy, so I apologize for that. But he says, Accept anyone who is weak in the faith, but don't argue about disputed matters. One person believes that he may eat anything. While one who is weak eats only vegetables, one who eats must not look down on one who does not eat, and one who does not eat must not judge one who does, because God has accepted him. Who are you to judge another household servant before his own Lord? He stands or falls, and he'll stand because the Lord is able to make him stand. One person judges one day to be more important than any uh, another day. And someone else's judges every day to be the same. Let each one be fully convinced in his own mind. Whoever observes the day, observes it for the honor of the Lord. Whoever eats, eats for the Lord, since he gives thanks to God. And whoever does not eat, it is for the Lord and he does not eat it and he gives thanks to God. And then he goes on and does a bunch more comparing, contrasting. And if you want to um, get lost, Get a good commentary and follow through with this. But in the end, in verse 19, he summarizes, so then let us pursue what promotes peace and what builds up one another. I think that should be for 2021 for the church, right there, right there. Pursue peace and pursue what builds others up. That is what we want to have as a community. That's what will when we go out to our our world and tell them about Jesus and and tell them you got to come and check out our church. When we when we think every time we speak, is that going to be something that builds up somebody who doesn't maybe believe the same way I believe? Again, we're we're not <laughs> we're not telling you that you have to change what you believe. Just think, is the attitude which, which I'm saying this. Is this harmful to another person who might be weaker in the faith or might be new in the faith altogether? Let's be mindful. May the world know what we are for more than what we are against. I'll say that one more time. May the world may know what we are for more than what we are against. Telling the world that we hate them will not win them to Jesus, right? And so, again, this is something that I've seen come up in the church this year. I think Augustine put it this way, and, and, and I really love this quote. I've used it so many times in my years between school and here. And he said, In essentials unity, in non-essentials liberty, in all things charity. In essentials unity, right? This word, we, we don't back down from this word. This word is truth. But how we live this out in our world may look different for you than it does for me than it does for somebody coming off the street who has never stepped foot in a church before. It looks differently. But we will stand on the fact that Jesus is Lord. There's only one way to heaven. There's only one way to be with the Father, and that's through Jesus. There is real hell. There is real heaven. Like, those things are real. We know that. The Word says that. So these things that we know to be true, we will stand on, and we will not back down on. But how we speak about others and their views, we need to be mindful, and that's where charity comes in. And so when we create a culture in our church that loves others despite their differences, I believe the world will know. The world will know. The world will know. And so what does that look like for 2021? How do we go forward? Because let's be real. You go back to the attendance on page 1. You've noticed as well as I do that, that the trajectory of our church didn't just go down this last year. What's happened over the course of the last three years that we've had this continued downward spiral? Well, yes, we've had a lot of things hit our churches, right? We've had, we've had a lot of divorce happen in our church. We've had a lot of people go through a lot of hard things. We've had some great leaders who've, who've had to leave because of personal things and they've either left the community or they just haven't been able to go back to church yet. A lot of things have happened. You know some of these people. You know the stories. It's been hard. And we're talking large groups of people, not little ones and twos. These are families. And when you're talking a group of 70 people, when you get three families of five, six people leaving, that's a big chunk. So what does that look like as we, I really view 2021 as a rebuild. As we're back to year one when I walked into this church and we were running 20 people. We're back to that, but we're different because we have went through a lot together. You have all went through this with us. You might not know all the stories. You might not have been in the leadership team meetings that we've had saying this is what's happened and this is hard. You don't know everything, but you know enough to look around that a lot of people have went through some hard things and are right now. So what do we do as a Nexus Church? We become family. Maybe even today I've said some things that have offended you, have hurt you, like you feel like I'm cornering your belief system. That's not my intent. My intent wasn't to to beat up a political party. My intent is to say, I really care about every single person in here. I care about every single person who will walk in here and I don't want anybody to feel like they are not wanted at our church. Because I know that this world needs to hear about Jesus. And so we're going to come together. We're going to unite on this love. And I'm going to be honest and I'll be the first one up here today to tell you that this is not something that I'm very good at. Loving others is not one of my skill sets. If you know anything about me you know some of my traits you know that i'm a high driver if you know the disc profile i'm a high d or a red if you do the enneagram thing i'm a number 3 which is is a driver that's what number 3 is in the enneagram if you do strengths finder i'm an achiever like every test i've ever taken puts me on this task driven person like i've done in our community getting out into the community. And so slowing down and loving people hasn't been a gift that I've been very good at. And so that's why this year I'm making it a focus for myself to love. I'm making it a focus for our church to love. And so that's why Acts 20 verse 28 is something that I'm going to look at every day. And I'm going to stare and I'm going to be like, I'm going to be a shepherd of the church that God bought with his own blood. I'm going to be a shepherd That means I'm going to love them, even though I'm maybe not good at it and I need your guys' help to do that. But that is what you need, and we need to be a family and love one another, care for one another, hear the pain. And so that is what I'm committing to, and what I need you to commit to this year is to do the same, is to love others. Take the time to talk to somebody maybe you don't know and hear their story. Because I can guarantee you that every person who has a story that may be totally different than you that you don't like and maybe you don't want to get to know, they have a story. And when you listen to their story, you hear what they say, all of a sudden you get love for them all of a sudden you can understand why they say what they say or why they think what they think because there's a story behind there. And so that's my challenge to you is get to know each other, get to understand what makes you tick, why you believe the way you believe. Just slow down. So that's my challenge for you. I also ask that you be praying for our church, for our leadership team. If you don't know our leadership team, it's Ryan Duth, Corey Doolittle, Catherine joseph that is our overseer team they're part of our leadership team that oversees the church oversees me we meet on a monthly basis to talk um, angie and tina are both on our ministry team as long along with my wife and we meet to talk about ministry and how are things going with music and kids and how are we getting out there into our community well we're talking about these things we're together and if you have questions talk to them get to know your leaders Ask them questions. Maybe they have a different perspective than what I do, and it will be good for you to hear that. So get to know each other and get to pray for them. They need it. They're under attack as much as I am, with whether it's physical, emotional, relational attacks. We're praying for you. We love you. We're watching out for you, caring for you, caring for your family. So let's make this truly a family. And then lastly, be praying for... Forgot to bring another couple in that would partner with myself and my wife. If there's one thing that I've known over the last six and a half years as I've battled through things, I've realized that I am a driver and I really do need somebody to come alongside and do that shepherding thing do that thing that that most pastors of a small church are really good at, but your pastor isn't very good at. Be praying that God would bring in somebody. I really do believe that we need to bring in a team so that when we do start growing, again, we're in a rebuild mode. I want to see our church get back to a 65 church. I believe when we ran 65 people in our church, we were really healthy. We were able to do the ministry in our community to the extent that I believe we can do again so we need to get back to that 65 but in order to to maintain 65 i believe i need a team i need a partner that we can go forward and dream and balance each other out and help each other so be praying for those things but here's a, a closing statement by henry ford that i want to just stand on because this is where our church is at today We've been through six and a half years of a lot of ups and a lot of downs. And right now, we're not on a down. We're at a baseline to go forward and go back to health and making a difference in our community again. So Henry Ford said it this way. He said, coming together is a beginning. We did that six and a half years ago. Coming together is the beginning. Keeping together is progress. Working together is success. That's where love comes in. That's where understanding Spending time together is working together, that'll be success. So beginning six and a half, actually seven years ago, God started us on this journey. And it is every intent for my wife and I to see this through for as long as we can possibly see it through. I believe that health will hit our church, but we need us all together working in love and understanding. Father, I thank you for this past year. And I look forward, God, to what you're going to do. I pray for every person listening today, whether they're in person or online, Father. Lord, I know that their families have gone through a very difficult season as much as our churches all across America and around the world have gone through difficulties in this season. But we don't stand moaning and complaining about what happened, Father? We're, we're, we're stating what happened. It's a reality. We've hit hard times. But God, this is where we start from. And Father, we are going to work together out of love and understanding for one another, standing on your truth, standing on Jesus Christ as Lord, standing on the Holy Spirit as our empower and our comforter. And we're going to go forward and we're going to reach our community because we all know of lots of people in our community and around the world who don't know Jesus. And so a healthy church family is the start. And when we can get this healthy and we start reaching out, each one of us, doing our work to love our community, the world will know the love of the Father. And so we pray that, and I ask your protection, your hand, your favor over every family, That Nexus Church has a part of its community. Do a great work in this year in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so it's not over yet. (laughs) Mr. Corey, there it is. Ah, The Swiss Army Knife Award. Got to shake this off here because I'm going to do my best to keep it together. So this year, I was so honored to have my overseer team nominate, and so we had a list of people. I came up with two people, and it was down to the wire. We had two people. They started adding names, and more names, and more names, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I there's no way I can come up with an answer, and so... I threw it out there, and everybody was like, "Oh yeah, everybody, everybody, uh, they'd all be." I'm good with any of them. I'm like, well, that doesn't help me. You guys just gave me all these names, and now any of them, like, just puts all the pressure on me. And so, I started praying, and honestly, I didn't know what to do, but I just kept praying, and God put one of the names on my heart. And so, I I messaged the team back, and I'm like all right, the, how, what do you guys think? What do you guys think? And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Okay, well, I didn't have any doubts, but you know. And so this person has been, I should say this family, has been with our church for a long time. Most of you probably There's probably a a large handful of you that weren't even born yet when they were attending our church. So they've been here for a while, and I know from the stories, the many stories that I've been told over the years, that they've pretty much done everything. And from my time here, I can guarantee you I know that they have done everything. Now, I'll never forget the first time we stepped foot into this church and we were brought to the front of the church and we were prayed for as the newly elected pastors and family. I'll never forget the power of that moment having, again, a small church praying over us and looking and seeing a family in tears. I will never, ever ever forget that day and so over the years the phelps have pretty much been solely responsible for keeping this church looking the way it is they have done everything since the day i came of course this year the new edition of the lights he was pretty much manhandled it all by himself Catherine was here that day. I don't know where I was. I was gone for whatever reason. And she was here with him early in the morning and tried to help him. And he just took care of it all himself because that's what Bob does. And we've had stairs replaced. We've had walls replaced. I mean, like, he's done it all. He's done treasury work. He's worked on the board. He's he's done everything over the years. And so today we want to recognize the Phelps for their amazing favor to this church over the years and their support and so bob noree nora could you guys come front i know you don't want to i know this is the last thing that the phelps want to do